It's midday. This is news today here on the Joy News Channel with me, Bernice Abubedulansa. Headlines National Security Minister takes his turn together with IGP Dan Parry and other witnesses in Parliament as the ad hoc committee continues its investigations into alleged plot to oust Ghana's police chief. That hearing today is happening in camera. We'll bring you details shortly. Oh, on top of my head, that the matters concerning the National Security Minister will be in camera, but the rest of them will take a quality decision. Also in this package, Shama Health Authorities raise alert in local health centers after dangerous cases uh, were released, gases rather, were released from the Anto Aboso explosion. They've been cautioning residents to report respiratory and skin abnormalities immediately. We are continuing intensively with sensitization of the public on avoiding such contacts and also how to early detect such symptoms and then report to the hospital. And for climate focus today, we take a look at building resilience to adapt to extreme weather conditions. We've got details of these and more, including business, sports, world news and showbiz. Please stay with us. I really appreciate your company. We are live from our studios in Kokomlemli, also live on DSTV channel 421 and Go TV, and as well as around the world via myjoyonline.com. The details now. The National Security Minister Albert Kandapa and the MPPs Daniel Bugrinabu are testifying in camera before the committee probing the alleged plot to depose the Inspector General of Police. Chairman Samuel Atachia says it's become necessary for the security minister in particular to appear because of the involvement and testimonies given by some witnesses to his ministry. He spoke to my colleague Samuel Imbura after IGP Dr. George Kufudampai made his first appearance yesterday. Well, let's see how it goes. But I know on top of my head that the matters concerning the National Security Minister will be in camera, but the rest of them will take a quality decision. Why should the National Security Minister come here? Well, because the, uh, one of the witnesses, I've forgotten, said, I think it's Asari. Aha. So, Pretender Asari said, he appeared before the uh, NIB. Yeah. Aha. He said so. Yeah. So, if he said so, then how does that synchronize with what we are doing here and the evidence? That's what we are attempting to find out. From day one, up initial, I stress that I don't have any incentive to mess up somebody's life and career. What is that going to do for me? And I think the members of the committee have a similar attitude. That why do you want to be smear another man? Why should somebody's disgrace be our joy? I don't think we are that mean to be doing it that way. And what is very important is that we are supposed to protect everybody to the best of our ability as a, a committee. And I keep saying that nobody will be shortchanged by the committee in terms of the evidence that we will write, I mean, and the rest of it. We will never, never shortchange anybody. And nobody is trying to say, slant the evidence to favor X or Y. And I don't think anybody has the power to do that against us.
You won't do it. So today's entire session, we are told, will be held in camera. Joe News reporter Samuel Imbura has been monitoring proceedings. He says the security minister and the MPPs, Bugri Nabu, arrived to take their turn before the committee. The chairman of the committee, Mr. Atachia, said he said today entirely is going to be in camera, so we will not have the benefit of uh, witnessing the live proceedings. Mind you, today they are going to adduce evidence to back their claims against the IGP. The IGP will also have the opportunity to rebut when need arises with uh, his evidence as well. So it's going to be a blanket. Um, I mean, in-camera session that the media will not have the opportunity. It's not just limited to the National Security Minister, but all the witnesses are going to testify uh, in-camera. We also we only get the benefit of what transpired there, that is if the counsel for the witnesses come to talk to us or the chairman of the committee comes to address or gives us a brief of what uh, transpired during their interrogation. But it's going to be a long day sitting, taking into consideration all the four witnesses and then Dr. Kufudan Pari coming and the National Security Minister also appearing before the committee. The committee is yet to meet, but before then, I saw a conference between lawyers of Superintendent George Sari, uh, Superintendent Eric J.B., and then COP Alex Mensah, uh, after the decision was communicated to them that they were going in camera. On the part of the lawyers of uh, IGP Dampari, um, I didn't get that indication that there's a resistance from them so far as this public, I mean, uh, in camera hearing is concerned. Mind you, it is within the remits of the committee to decide which information goes public. Um, you, you remember consistently the chairman said that um, there are certain information they will not allow in the public domain because of the sensitive nature of it and taking into consideration these are people who man the security of the country and they wouldn't use this platform to jeopardize the country's uh, security. So uh, the committee would decide that and if there are objections from the lawyers we'll definitely uh, hear from them for, but at the moment there is no resistance so far as this in-camera hearing is concerned. My colleague Samuel Imbura, who has been monitoring uh, the hearings for us, he also had the opportunity to engage chairman of the committee and Mr. Bugrin Abu ahead of today's hearing. Perhaps what should we expect? Is the National Security Minister coming? That is so. He's going to come. Mm. And then after that, the rest of them will also take their turns. Mm. Yeah. So the in-camera is in respect to the National Security Minister? The whole, the, today's whole proceeding will be in-camera. The rest of them. That's what committee has decided. Yes. Is there any special reason to that? Yeah, because it is important that some of the matters that we are going to dig out today will not offend national security considerations. And I think yesterday we said, I don't know why you want me to repeat myself. So is it, is it going to be in the form of an interrogation of all the witnesses or just a testimony? The national security minister will finish and go. Mm. And then the rest of them will also take their stand and uh, continue. All right, thank you very much. Why should I come on? I'm appearing in a committee. If I talk here, it means that I'm, uh, it's against the, the rules of the law. But how do you feel about the whole situation so far? Oh, why? You've heard the commentary so far. No, There's another I mean, video coming out. No, I'm talking about reactions from people out there. How do you feel about it? Oh, I don't want to talk about it. No. Are you sad about how the issue is developing? My 
So we'll be reaching out to Samuel, who's still in Parliament, uh, Samuel Mbura, my colleague, for the latest update. Uh, meanwhile, let me bring you some other stories. The Western Regional Health Directorate has raised an alert in nine communities in the Shamad district following the suspicion that dangerous gases have been released into the atmosphere from the Anto Aboso explosion last weekend. The Health Directorate has issued directives to residents in these communities to immediately report any anomalies with their skin and respiration for immediate attention. Deputy Regional Public Health Director Dr. Gifty Amugi indicated in a public health emergency response meeting the explosion may have possibly been caused by a chemical uh, which could result in inflammation and itching when, com- when it comes into contact with the human body. It's more than crack and come. And so they asked all the health directorate that there's been a chemical explosion at uh, the Gravodo sub-district. Uh, that's the ant- They got torn into pieces. And then, yes, so that is what happened. And so the very next day, I think even started at dawn from where the site, if it was very near, it would have been a terrible disaster because it would have just abrasions and all that, then back pain, waist pain, and all that are also being reported. For the deaths reported, uh, we see that we are matching the cases as to the number of deaths by age. So we see that for most of them that were working there, they were in their youthful age. So we see most of the 50s to 59s that died. The head, their manager himself is dead. The cashier too is dead. So he's gone with the money. No, I hear the money flew and community members collected. So there's no money. (laughs) But we don't know what we'll find. But at least we found six. The six, three are Ghanaians, three are Chinese. Dr. Amugi also indicated that officials are actively engaging the public and disseminating vital information to prevent further community exposure to harm. She's also been advising companies operating in the highly industrialized region to properly manage hazardous chemicals. I think when APT happened a year ago, it was an eye-opener for Ghana. But that was the first kind of um, chemical explosion that had ever occurred in the country. But not only that, but for Western region as well. But Western region is highly industrialized. And we learned a lot of lessons from Apete. We had a lot of investigations into the kind of chemical and whether it was going to have an impact. And we're going to, we were able to have a good closure on that one. This is also a whole new ball game altogether. It's telling us that as a region with so many industries and different kind of things being done, we are working with different, different kind of chemicals and different interplays at so many times. So we ought to be more cautious. But with this one, too, just as the way we rapidly responded as health service to the Apiete disaster, that is the same way we are also responding to this one. Um, we, together with the other uh, services, the police, the DCE, the assemblies and all that, have come together to be able to condone the area so it's off limits for the general public. We are continuing intensively with sensitization of the public on avoiding such contacts and also how to early detect such symptoms and then report 
to the hospital. Uh, so all these things are going on together with um, the response or the investigations also to the events that has happened. So in terms of emergency response, we had the tremor from the explosion actually affecting about uh, three of our CHIPS compounds. We have gone around the nine affected communities within the Shamar district, redirecting them to their nearest facilities that are safe. And we've made um, provision there so that when they go, they will be able to get the needed quality services without any compromise at all. You're watching John News today with me, Bernice Abubedulan. So let me take you back to that story uh, about the ad hoc committee hearing the alleged uh, tape which uh, indicates a plan to oust the IGP. My colleague Samuel Imbura is there for us in Parliament. Hello, Samuel. Uh, what's the latest since we spoke at 10? The latest is that the National Security Minister had his turn before the committee. It lasted for just barely an hour. He left without our notice uh, because I think he was avoiding the media. So before we had realized, he used a different elevator and then he is gone. But what we can say is that he has testified before uh, the committee. What is currently happening, though it is an in-camera hearing, but per our sources, they are now going to listen to all the witnesses. We know Daniel Bugrinabu, the star witness, is here. We also have COP Alex Mensah, Superintendent George Asari, and Superintendent Eric Emmanuel JB uh, before the committee. So they are now to adduce the evidence of their allegation. However, this will be done in the absence of the IGP Akufudampari. I understand there's a National Council uh, security meeting in which they the IGP Akufudampare is taking part. It's actually a top-level security meeting. I'm told the president is also part, so he couldn't have um, left that meeting for the committee hearing today. So um, the sitting has been on since 10.30. The witnesses are also about to mount the boxes to adduce their evidence so far as this leak tape is concerned. And, and do you get a sense from the... Uh, the committee or its chairperson that the 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 witnesses will go the, the the hearing will go as planned despite the absence of the IGP. I've not had any intelligence or any communication from either of the lawyers uh, that there is a resistance. What I'm told is that. They are going ahead with the hearing. And mind you, you remember yesterday, the lawyers for um, the IGP, Dr. Kufudampare, indicated that it would have been fair for their client to listen to the evidence that mm. his accusers will be adducing to them so that they can also go and subject it to scrutiny and then come back with their responses. So um, I'm sure a truth has been reached on that. And the exercise uh, has continued. So... We don't know which uh, of the, uh, I mean, the witnesses have mounted the box yet, but what I do know is that they are continuing with the interrogation um, on, this, on this issue and the allegations and their, uh, I mean, insistence that they have evidence to provide before uh, the, the committee. But earlier I spoke with uh, Daniel Bugrinabo. He said he wouldn't comment on the issue because mm. he's going before the committee, mm. same as C COP Alex Mensa and then Superintendent George Asari and Emmanuel Eric uh, Jebi. So we are monitoring closely 
uh, with our ears on the ground to know what exactly is transpiring uh, because we know it right. is an in-camera hearing and it's very difficult to get detailed information right. as to what is currently right. happening. Finally, Samuel, the IGP is not there, but is any of his lawyers around? Yeah, his lawyers are here. The, lawyer, the, lawyer, the, the legal team led by Ms. Um, Kwame Jan, they are here. Okay. I, I engaged them earlier, and I think they seem optimistic about the process. Uh, they're expecting that they'll hear from the accusers the evidence that they claim they have so that they can also subject them to scrutiny. Yes, the lawyers of the IGP are here. However, the IGP himself is not here for the hearing. We'll leave it here. Samuel Mbura, if you just joined us, he's been giving us details of uh, today's in-camera hearing of the ad hoc committee. The news is that the IGP is unable to attend today's hearing because he has to attend to other important national matters. In meeting, we understand the president is also attending. We'll be following keenly and let you in on everything that we will be told. Let's do some politics now. Chairman of the NDC, Johnson is here in Kitia, says the party will not tolerate any member who will be used by the NPP to frustrate the party's attempt to unseat the incumbent MP for Sunyani West in the 2024 elections. Speaking at the outdooring of Millicent Yabwa-Mankwa as the NDC's parliamentary candidate, Esiedun Ketia urged supporters to be resolute in their campaigns and avoid being induced by corrupt MPP officials. Precious Semevo has more. It's Johnson Esiedun Ketia at a party gathering at Udumasi outdooring Millicent Yabwa-Mankwa as the parliamentary candidate for the Sunyani West constituency in the Bono region for the 2024 elections, insisting they followed due process. This comes after months of disputes and litigations involving other interested candidates in the constituency. Melissa Yabwa-Mankwa said the acclamation means a lot in her attempt to unseat MPP's Ignatius Bafuwa. I'm very optimistic of the victory come 2024. I will rely on the people of Sunyani West once again that together with unity among the party, we are going to take this battle upon ourselves. It's not going to be easy because everybody that goes to war is aiming at winning. And so if the person doesn't win, the person will definitely have some challenges. But I believe that with the Almighty God, he will touch hearts that are hardened. And I believe because it's his journey and he has ordained it, everything would work out peacefully and we work together to win the seat. However, the Regional Communications Director, Charles Akowa, cautioned the supporters to eschew divisive commentary to forge a united front. I think when the party selects a candidate, we are all bound to campaign and support her or his activity. So I'll urge all communicators in Bono region, especially in Sunyani West Constituency, to canvas all the support, need the support for the parliamentary candidate for victory 2024. But word of caution, if somebody go contrary to the party position, that one, the party has a constitution that we are going to apply to the latter. Chairman of the NDC, Johnson Esiedun Ketia, wondered how the party has struggled to win the Sunyani West seat since 1996. He expects a change in the 2024 elections and will not tolerate any member induced by corrupt MPP officials. In 2024, Yes. 
Precious Semevo Joy News Odumasi. Now, some residents of the Bunu region say the recent increase in electricity and water tariffs by the PURC is insensitive towards them. According to them, implementing these tariffs will worsen their living standards. Joy News' Nesta Kafia Joma reports. The PURC announced an increase in electricity and water tariffs by 4.22% and 1.18% respectively and took effect from the beginning of this month. Individuals across the Bunu region say the ever-increasing utility tariffs have significantly strained their domestic purse. At first, now we used to pay 200 for a month for the light bill, but now 400, 450 before we can use it for the month. So it's given us problem a lot. To me, if you will hear me there, I can say you should stop. Because even what we are in now is affecting us a lot. So I don't know if we add something to it, I don't know what is going to happen again. But for me, if you is going to listen to me there, like I was saying, you should stop increasing it. Water and light are very essential in human life. You know, these two commodities are necessity. Without these two commodities, human beings will find it difficult to survive. So, increasing water and electricity bill, in fact, is very dangerous. It's going to be suicidal. This increment will really affect us badly. So we are pleading with the government to take on this increment. I will also plead again. When an increment is coming, they should notice us at least about two months ahead or three months ahead so that we can adjust it and then contain it. The residents of the Bunu region further spoke against what they termed wicked tax regime in disguise. They consequently called on the government to reverse its notes on taxing small businesses for they are dying slowly. For Joy News, Nesta Kafi, Ajuma, Bunu region. Now, the UN's resident coordinator in Ghana, Charles Sabani, has acknowledged significant contributions made by Ghana in attaining the Sustainable Development Goals, SDGs. Mr. Abani says the country has achieved approximately 12% of the SDGs and will require a lot more work in order to attain the entirety of the goals. He was speaking at the annual global conference hosted by the Aspen Network of Development Entrepreneurs in Ghana. There's more in this report by Jacqueline and Sumayabwa. 
It's been nearly eight years since the global community committed to taking ambitious and transformative measures to realize the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. This agenda outlines a roadmap to safeguard the right and prosperity of all within the context of a sustainable and thriving planet. According to the UN Resident Coordinator in Ghana, Charles Abani, Ghana has made substantial progress but will require more work to be done in order to fulfill these goals. Yes, this is why when I spoke I talked about it in terms of the challenge. And when you read the challenge of this, you can often end up feeling just a sense of doom and gloom. But of course, Ghana is a good example that in spite of the difficulties, there is progress. Ghana has bounced back from COVID-19, bounced back from, or is bouncing back from uh, a big macro fiscal crisis, and growth figures are headed in the right direction. I think the purpose of this moment, the SDG moment that we are reflecting on, is halfway through what are the most important actions that must be taken if we are to accelerate and catalyze action so that we overcome some of those barriers. He pointed out that with increased support directed towards the private sector, the SDG goals could be achieved. And I think the importance of the private sector in that needs to be amplified much more than it is and that is what we're trying to do through partnerships with Impact Invest in Ghana, with Andy and a raft of others uh, who already are working on this particular agenda to bring it into the mainstream of the Sustainable Development Goals. Executive Director of Aspen Network of Development Entrepreneurs, Rishenda Van Leeuwen, affirmed that hosting the global conference in Ghana represents a positive step towards attracting international investors. She assured of a firm commitment to nurturing entrepreneurship and facilitating the growth of small businesses in Ghana. I think it's important for our ecosystem globally to learn from what's happening in Ghana. We can all learn. So in Ghana, we already have a vibrant network of members of Andy who are learning from each other. We really want to continue that spirit, that momentum, that engagement and that energy. We know Ghana faces economic challenges. We're facing economic challenges in many parts of the world. We also want to bring that voice of what the needs are, what the challenges are back into the global community so that we can bring in the finance to Ghana across the continent where it's needed that support where it's needed to help solve these challenges. The conference has participants from all over the world and the theme for this year is Accelerating Action, Small Business Solutions and the SDGs, which underscores need for innovative measures to support small and growing business ecosystems effectively. For Joy News, Jacqueline Ansumaya Boa. Ghana has in recent times experienced devastating impact of floods, especially in major cities across the country. The rainfall distribution in the next two weeks, according to the Meteo Agency, may lead to more localized floods in low-lying areas, while other places would experience rains above normal. On Climate Focus, Kofia Dudumfe examines if communities and individuals are prepared to develop resilience and adapt to climate change. Rains have come down heavy in the past months. In most instances, floods causing havoc. Communities have been inundated. 
people stranded, properties and lives have been lost. The rains could be worse in the weeks ahead, according to the Ghana Meteorological Agency. We know that the flood issues that we get here are not just based on the amount of rainfall that comes, but also because of some conditions that are not so much um, well to cater for the effects or the impacts of the rains that we see in, in the southern portions of Ghana. Also for places in the northern portions, um, we're seeing the bad spirit having some effects on them. So Alpha East, Northeast, are all seeing some flood issues, not because of the amount of rainfall coming into their area, but because Bagre um, is full and then has been open and then this village is causing those flood issues. So we should be worried because the issues that we get are not just um, limited to the amount of rainfall that we get. It has, it's, um, it's more like a compound um, effect. So it depends on other um, activities or events as well. So we should be worried and then be cautious as we enter the minor rainfall season, especially for us in southern Ghana. The extremes of the season, heightened by illegal mining activities, expose communities to health and environmental risks. Agricultural production and livelihoods of farmers are adversely impacted. The forests help us to access water, but when the forests are destroyed, we get starved of our source of water supply. Building resilience is still far from reach. The few natural support systems are under attack by the powerful and affluent in society. Churches, fuel stations, industrial and real estate are harming wetlands and water bodies. Urban and peri-urban trees and greens are sacrificed for commercial construction projects. Environmental analyst Eugene Osei-Tutu says this should not continue if Ghana is to adapt efficiently to climate change. They must ensure that people are not building in waterways, people are not you know, creating uh, community centers, you know, artificial pitches and all these uh, things that you see in our communities on waterways. You must also do um, respect the various zones that are the Ramsia side, the wetlands and all that, which are being developed to all sorts of things. The various district assemblies must ensure that these areas are protected because they serve as a carbon sink of a sort and as well as a reservoir to you know, absorb excess rain when this time of the, um, 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 the season kicks in. The government's quest to encourage tree planting under the Green Ghana project has been lauded. This, however, will make little impact if the natural environment is attacked with impunity, without recourse to the collective right to consume good air, build resistance to ill health, and develop sustainably as a people. If we do things right, we'll be able to free our gutters and the runoff will be able to um, find its own smooth way to move. You cannot stop water from um, flowing. And so if you stop it from one point, we'll find another way to um, flow. And that is what causes the flood issues that we see here. So we should do that. Uh, another thing is that we should try and um, find ways of collecting water, rainwater, um, rain harvesting. is one way to also stop flood issues that we, we have here. So as we're going into the minor rainfall season where we'll be getting lots of rainfall, you could be collecting water in your own homes in, in any way. Uh, some could be just by having some grasses or trees around, which will stop the rain water for some time. 
and then take time to um, infiltrate into their ground. When you look at the uh, historical data from the Ghana Meteorological Agency, the volumes of rain hasn't really changed much, but it's about the human activities, the improper disposal of waste, meaning that the various individuals in the communities must adequately dispose of their waste. There must be beans for them to do that. Also, the district assemblies and the local entities must ensure that these waste are collected promptly so that people will not be compelled to put these rubbish you know, in, in gutters. There must also be you know, proper zoning of lands. You know that when you go to certain communities, how they are building, they are building haphazardly. There must be uh, respect of zonal markets, and these can be done by the judicial assembly, not necessarily the central government. Indeed, the realities of climate change are dawning, but the systems for adaptation remain elusive. For Joy News, Kofi Edwidumfer reporting. I'm Bernice Sabubedu Lancer, and this is Joe News Today. We'll take a quick breather. Paya Sabaka is standing by with the latest from the world of business, including an update on the year-on-year inflation for the month of August. Football season is here and it's best seen on HD Plus in five times crystal clear images. See the new signings, jerseys, silky skills, and great goals. Touch the DFB Copa, J1 League, and the Argentina Copa de la Liga Profesional on Score HD Channel 151. The best of African football on JTV Sports Plus Channel 150. World football is best seen Philly Philly on HD Plus. Grab a coda and subscribe for three months at 85 Ghana CDC at HD Plus. See it feel. Hello there to provide timely information and to explain educational reforms and to discuss school models and interventions the ministry of education in partnership with the teacher education journal presents to you the first ever education tv talk show the edu talk show the edu talk show keeps you informed and updated on trends in the world of education. The Ghanaian teacher is so versatile. Provide him the opportunity, train him, and that teacher will perform wonders. Where are the women? They are doing very well academically, but they're not in the sciences and all of that. So technology is missing a lot more women that they could have had. You need to tell the parents at the moment what you are getting is, is covering only an aspect of your child's education. And therefore, it's very difficult for you to make any decision with the limited information you have. We still have more to do mm. when it comes to safe school. Mm. So join us as we speak to our guests on reforms taking place in Ghana's education sector. My name is Blessed Suga and I am your host. Hello, good afternoon. Welcome to the business segment on Joy News today with me, Pius Kojobaka. Now, the year-on-year -year inflation for the month of August 2023 has dropped to 40.1% from the 43.1% recorded in July 2023. Food inflation witnessed a decrease of 51.9% from the 55% in the previous month. Now, for the first time in the year, inflation for imported products recorded a rate lower than locally produced items with a figure of 36.2% and 42.4% respectively. Here's government statistician, Professor Samokomnenim. 
headline figure for August 2023 rate of inflation stood at 40.1%, indicating that between August 2022 and August 2023, prices of goods and services generally have went up by 40.1% over the one-year period. That is, between August 2022 and August 2023, general prices of goods and services went up by 40.1%. While we continue to see higher rates of inflation, this is the first time that we, we, we've seen a slowdown in the rate of increase in our rate of inflation. Last month, July 2023, the rate of inflation stood at 43.1%, and this was on the back of consistent increases in the rate of inflation in the last five months. And we're now seeing a slowdown in the rate of increase by 3.0 percentage points, with the rate of inflation slowing down from 43.1% in July 2023 to 40.1% in August 2023. Based on the disaggregations from a food and non-food perspective, we recorded a 21 percentage point difference between food inflation and non-food inflation, with food inflation 51.9% for the month of August 2023 and non-food inflation 30.9%. Respectively, food inflation and non-food inflation have slowed down by 3.1% and 2.9%, given the rates that were recorded for July 2023. Now, ride-hailing service provider Yango, working with his partners, um, Food Staff Homes, has handed over 15 new cars to drivers as part of efforts to empower the youth of the country. Food Staff Homes' Yanko partner now has a fleet of over 815 cars operating in Ghana. There is more in this report. The partnership will see the two companies expand delivery services across every part of the country. This is also expected to create jobs for over 1,000 Ghanaians. Speaking to Joy Business, the CEO of Food Staff Homes, Millicent Abateta, said the partnership will enhance the delivery system in the country. Food Staff Home, um, its primary business is to um, shop groceries for people who do not have the luxury of time to go to the market. So once someone has any market needs, we get them and deliver to them at home. That is our primary business. But then also Food Staff Home as a name or as a brand it's, an affili it's, a, it's affiliated to Yango. The brand has an affiliation with Yango as a Yango partner. Yes, so um, we, we have partnered with Yango to get more fleet cars to work with. David Nanayamajan is one of the beneficiaries who spoke to Joy Business. I actually lost my job let's say a year and a half ago i was in the house doing anything like life was very tough how to even pay your rent how to even eat that was a problem and uh, a friend introduced me to Django, and it has really changed my life it has really transformed me and i don't really know how much I should thank Django. Django has done a lot for me, personally. I don't know of the others, but for me, they've done a lot, which I do appreciate a lot. And that's it for business. I am Pius Kojo Baka Sports is next. Hello, my name is Abeiku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, 
it is my bag. I love hanging out with my boys' boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still they chop better with EcoBank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, she never misses out on her favorite TV shows because I'm able to pay up all my TV subscriptions from the comfort of my mobile phone. Whenever she has to get groceries too, my bank makes it cashless and convenient. And the part my wife loves the most is when my bank makes it possible and easy for her to shop from any part of the world without moving. <laughs> Welcome to the smart world of EcoBank. Download EcoBank Mobile from Google Play Store. All the app store and discover the smart way to bank. EcoBank, the Pan African Bank. So kitty rice contains 12 vitamins? Yes, 12 essential vitamins that growing bodies need. So we'll grow healthy and strong. And smart. Absolutely. Kittybite Multivitamin Tonic contains all the essential vitamins and nutrients needed for the healthy development of children from age 1 to 12 years. Also available, Kittybite Multivitamin Drops for babies under 12 months. Grow strong, grow healthy with Kittybite. Distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Daddy, Daddy, <sighs> this tank is big! Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow, it has a working surface on it. Mm-hmm, that's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-X syntax. That is so true, my daughter. When it falls down, it will spoil That's not true. But why? Yay! <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? As it sports now on a journey today with me, Muftar Abla, Abla Black Stars head coach Chris Hilton says his team would need to improve as they kickstart preparations towards the African Cup of Nations 2023. The senior national team defeated Leon South 3 1 at the Accra Sports Center on Tuesday in an international friendly. And uh, he says that it is about time he gets the team in right shape ahead of the tournament. It was largely a second-string side, as Mediamar Sporting Club left-back Hamid Fatal, Turkish-based defender Kinsley Schindler, and striker Antoine Semenyon of Bournemouth all handed starting spots. Semenyon could have given Ghana the lead in the first half after racing clear of the Liberian defence but could not find the back of the net. A 
Ernest Nyama grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck and broke the deadlock inside seven minutes into the second half. Nyama then turned provider as he set up Mohamed Kudus to double Ghana's advantage. Substitute Jordan Ayu, who has now become Ghana's fourth most capped player with 92 appearances, put the icing on the kick before Devine Roosevelt got to the consolation for the visitors. It was a result head coach Chris Hilton was content with. It's about what you can get out of them in two days, which is difficult. We only have two days training for the, before the first game. Um, but it's picking a side that you think can compete well, can get a result. And in this second game, it was very much uh, for us to try something different as regards the formation that we played. Um, play some players that are very much part of, of what we do that, that didn't play in the first game. And that's a hard balance because on top of that, what you want to do is you, it's important to win the game also, just for the feel of the, the group and, of course, going forward. Um, and, of course, for us to score, disappointed to concede the, the, the goal at the end, but to score three goals and in a game where maybe we could have scored more, then, um, then I have to be happy with that. Having faced the Black Stars as part of their preparations for the 2026 World Cup qualifiers, Liberia head coach Ansuma Nakata described the Ghana team as a work in progress. If you look at Ghana for the past one year, you know a team that went to the World Cup, you have to respect them. And two, Ghana been a better side for a long time. Like Liberia too, we are, we, we are our better side. And we have beaten Ghana before Ghana have beaten us. So it's, it's, you know, it's on both sides. But today's game, it does not mean that Ghana was over superior to us, no. One, Ghana was playing at home. That's one. And two, in the second half, we made some missteps. Yes, Ghana has a good team, but they still need to work hard on that. Yeah, they have a good team, they still need to work hard, they have good players. And what I saw, is that they play like people. <laughs> yes, but when it was a different game, it could be different for what today. Trust me. After five games as the head coach of the Black Stars, this match here is a match that Chris Hilton would be proud of. But the job is not done yet. Two friendlies next month against Mexico on October 14 and the United States of America on October 18 will certainly give Chris Hilton the time and opportunity to reshape his team ahead of next year's Africa Cup of Nations. The two matches will certainly give an inkling as to how the Black Stars will fare at the tournament in Ivory Coast. Haruna Mubarak from the Accra Sports Stadium for Joy Sports. Meanwhile, um, Ashanti Gold has filed for an injunction to be placed on the commencement of the new Ghana Premier League season expected to start this weekend. We'll have details for you in our subsequent bulletins. Up next is World News.
You're still watching John News today. Time now to bring you updates from other parts of the world. There are scenes of utter devastation in Libya's eastern city of Derna this morning after a powerful storm caused two dams to burst, sweeping away large parts of the port city. The internationally recognized government in Tripoli said at least 2,003 people died, while the eastern administration, which controls Derna, said more than 5,300 bodies had been found. Thousands are still missing, and a minister from the Eastern Administration said the sea is constantly dumping dozens of bodies. At least 34,000 people have been displaced in the flood-hit areas, and photos show devastating scenes with mountains of rubble, crushed cars, and body bags lining the streets. Some aid has arrived, but Libya's Prime Minister in Tripoli said they would only accept necessary aid. That'll be all for uh, in, in World News. Up next is Showbiz. Welcome to Showbiz and going straight into it, the conversation with dancers being, I mean, awarded or being recognized is still ongoing. And this was what happened or this was the topic at the Showbiz A to Z forum here at Joy 99.7 and 1986 World Dance winner Ajitisoa believes that VGMA should actually nominate and award dancers because they're also doing well pushing Ghanaian music to the global front. Back in the days uh, when they are doing uh, I mean, music awards, they award the dancers as well. And this time, <laughs> I wasn't even coming to that. Yeah, and this time they don't do it. So I was like, no, they have to do something. You, you know, he so just mentioned that. Uh, you mentioned it. Yeah, the video, yeah. <laughs> you know, they have to award them too because, you know, these guys are selling Ghana. I mean, when it comes to dance, they are doing it out there. Mm. So why? It's just like when, when you talk about dance in Africa, these guys are more popular. Mm than any other country. I mean, the Nigerians have taken over the music, like you said, but, but then when it comes to dance, the Ghanaians dance, I mean, there's incredible Ziggis yes. and the Afronites and the Dance God Lloyd. Mm. I mean, they are taking over. So why they don't get the awards? But there are dance awards, about three of them or two. two yeah, so, yeah, but yeah. The, the music, I mean, music yeah. goes and to he's dance. You, you want a VGMA to award Yeah, because music goes with dance. And most of the music, most of the music videos that you see that, you know... This the, one, Robert uh, is here, so... Yeah, <laughs> they give them the award. Most, most of them, is the dancers that make the music more popular. 
I mean, like now, Terminator is more popular, right? Because of uh, the dance. Because of the dance. Challenge because, and all I mean, that. the dance challenge, when you see them doing on TikTok, all the Nigerians or whatever, you know, they do the dance. <laughs> well, interestingly, Robert Clark, who happens to be the PR for Charter House, the organizers of the VGME, was there in the conversation. And he also said that dancers have not been getting their due, and it is time the industry actually gives them their due. <laughs> I just keep insisting on that. Oh. The money he was collecting all the money. All well, that's what I want the guys, the young guys, yes. coming I've to make sure that look. I've been collecting my money before. Be, yeah, I want the young guys to know that look. This is their talent. This is their time. They have to make money out of okay. it. Okay. And was this a general situation where your other dancers, colleague dancers, also earning as much? Of course. I think Kwame, you need to understand what he's trying to say, mm. and it's, there's a little bit of insight would insight would help. Okay. Um, if you listen to them, you'd realize that people taking dancers for granted okay. has been there since, like from his time. So they were always putting out a lot of work, sweat, tears, everything, and at the end of the day, they were being they were not being rewarded or they were not being given mm. what mm. they were due. Mm. So he led the team mm -hmm. to be able to start charging what they were worth and if you listen to any dancer right now one of the things that they cry about is the fact that they can go on a set go and perform for artists artists that have money they are collecting what 50k 100k whatsoever and the five five hundred cities you are supposed to pay the, uh, the dancers or even thousand it's even a tussle like it's okay. yeah you know so okay. people are being taken for granted and what he keeps saying is guys remember get a deal make sure you collect your money Take so your nobody money. takes you yeah you know and that's that's and that's the truth because they need to they are making it supposed to be um their career as <laughs> a job they are doing they have to get some okay. earnings from it and let's hop onto the foreign front and Raymond together with Selena Gomez they make history at MTV VMAs winning the first ever Afrobeat category the 2023 edition of the MTV VMAs Africa in the house tonight First of all, I want to give big thanks to God. I want to give big thanks to my fans. Make some noise. I want to give big thanks to my team. Big shout out to Selena. I want to say I love you from the bottom of my heart. This means so much seeing Afrobeat grow this big and being here on this stage representing Afrobeat tonight. I'm so happy. But one thing I will not forget to do tonight is forget to shout out the people who opened the doors for me. Big shout out to Fela, who started Afrobeat in the first place. You know? To Baba, Don Jazzy, the band, the prince, Ron Town, Timaya, Two-Face, Whiskey, Boy, Davido. And I want to give a big shout out to the new generation of Afrobeats. We're here to take it to the rest of the world. And one more time, make some noise for Selena Gomez. But before we walk out of this stage, I feel Selena should say something, you know? I want you, I want you to come on. for choosing me to be a part of such an incredible song that's been able to break records. 
Thank you to all of you for listening, for streaming. I could not be more honored. And I want to send all my love to Nigeria. Thank you. And Taylor Swift was all excited about Selena Gomez and Rima winning the Afrobeat category at the 2023 edition of the MTV VMAs. See how it goes for us, especially with dancers being recognized at the VGMAs. I like to see how that pans out. Okay. But thank you so much, Ivy, for helping us with Showbiz News. And that's how we end this edition of News Today with me, Venice Abubengi. Do log on to myjoyonline.com for more news. Up next is the marketplace with Pius Baka. Have a good afternoon. Plate. Do you really know what you're eating? 